0: To the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast, a weekly discussion about the National Hockey League's Boston Bruins, affiliated minor teams, and prospects of tomorrow's stars.
1: Moore fights to keep it in, does, has it in the corner to Sanderson. Back in front door, shot scores! Bobby
0: off! Great work
1: to the right of Reggie Lindland, it down and blew
0: it. It down he takes the space pulling it wide to the right of tatar in a snapshot gets loose and Bergeron scores! Patrice Bergeron! there are three ways you can support the show we are available on Apple iTunes, SoundCloud.com, and on thehockeywriters.com, located in the podcast channel of the website. Now here's your hosts, Mark Allred and Rob Tomlin.
1: Hello, boys Sands. I'm Mark, and welcome back for episode 53 of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast, brought to you by Beast from the Northeast Sports Clothing Company. If you're in the market for some one-of-a-kind Boston sports designs, please go to Northeast Beast and enter a special listener promo code Gold for 15% off future orders. If you're an Amazon shop and would like to cut the cost of running our podcast and website, please go to blackandgoldhockeyblog.com and click on the Amazon banner to the right of the screen. We would definitely appreciate the support. What's up, gentlemen?
2: What's up, pal? You alright?
1: I'm good. Um, Playoff hockey, it's, it's, it's all... What it's all built up for, and we're definitely right in the middle of a, um, yeah, a pretty excruciating series against a very good defensive style uh, Senators team. Well, um, let's
3: put the word "boring" defensive style.
1: Yeah, in front of yeah. That boring style got these guys in the playoffs, though.
3: Oh no! I, they, I, like I said before, the only team to make the playoffs with a minus two goal differential.
1: Right.
2: Yeah, and I, I've got to say. Eric Carlson, since last watching a like really good Ottawa Senators game, has become an all-around defenseman from last year. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I... I mean, some of them block shots uh, were really, really killed us. We will talk about that after. Yeah,
3: but um... and
2: uh, oh. and all the people that called it that uh, Carlson was hurt and wouldn't be half the player he is. Yeah, that guy's playing better hurt than he was. And he was fine. So. 70% of Carlson is better than everybody on the ice. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: it's a great so, point.
2: Especially Dion. Enough well. Oh, but, my God.
3: Well, hold on. He's been their, like, their best defenseman right now besides Carlson.
2: Uh, yeah, but I hate him so much. <laughs> I, hey, I hate him, too. He was elite. But, like, you know, he's got six
3: yeah. hits. He's, you know, two goals. It's a uh, goal and two assists. And he's a plus two.
2: Yeah. You can't I mean,
3: really complain about what he's doing.
2: I mean, I I called him as one of the guys that would really step up during this e- this series, and he kind of proved me right. It, yep. That guy has a lot of playoff experience, even we, though yep. he was on the Leafs. So
3: we we said we well, remember he was also on the, the Calgary Flames for a bit. Well, uh, we we said right before the playoffs, we said that he would be the guy that goes on Marshan, and he has been on Marshan. Oh, been yeah. held the four shots in two games. And, I was looking uh, up his today, and I was actually in shock. He's at 25% shooting percentage, but he's only got four shots on net.
1: One of them for a yeah. goal?
3: He's got one goal.
2: Yep. I wonder how many shots he's had blocked, though, because I feel like he's had more more than four chances. Well,
3: the one thing I was noticing, I was watching the last two games, and I was looking over some of the, the replays and such. First, What I've been noticing, thing about Marchand he's been doing a lot of he's been doing a lot of board play so he's been trying yeah. to just cycle the puck cycle the puck instead of trying to generate chances bringing it in for some reason he's trying to generate the play um, maybe that's the lack of toy crew being back there so he doesn't have that person to give the puck to and let him do the quarterbacking for some yeah. reason he's trying to control it and trying to almost set up a power play on five on five and I, I don't understand why but maybe they they know something about Ottawa we don't know
2: yeah, maybe maybe it's also the fact that there's no David Backus on line one now. Yeah, so the corner anymore. Y- yeah, you have no, like David Backus is one of the best four-checkers on the team, and ha- not having him on line one limits Bergeron and Martian to what they can do.
3: Backus um, leads. Backus leads the Bruins in body checks with twelve. He actually leads yeah. the series in body checks with twelve and three block shots. So,
2: yeah, and uh, just to quickly mention. That amazing spin move by Marchand oh, against awesome. Eric Carlson was <laughs> just utterly insane. Like the the movement of that guy's feet is unreal. Right. So
3: it's just uh, the, the thing that scares me is the Bergeron and Marchand. They've they've only Bergeron's got five shots. Marchand's got four. They both have great shooting percentages. They're when they actually shoot, they lead they lead the forwards in ice time with uh, just over twenty one minutes each. Um, they just got to get more shots on net. Yeah. Finals. those and
2: another thing we called on the the last show uh on wednesday was there was going to be an injury uh i think me and court both said that that we we thought there'd be injuries in this series and oh, um sure. yeah it, it's happened it's it's not good but at the same time i think we'll get more in depth into it later on
3: yeah uh, well the of what we think is gonna happen the one from Otto oh. I think we're all happy about because that guy's a scumbag yeah. and he doesn't deserve to be playing.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah Connor definitely visited him.
3: Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, he, he drove himself into the boards and, and it looked like no one cared that he got hurt.
2: To be fair, I, I, I do think Nash gave him a little pat on the ass towards the boards.
3: <laughs> to be fair, nothing... I hope
2: he did. Yeah, but nothing <laughs> towards the fact of driving someone. No. Into or, the or sticking your knee out when a guy's trying to get around you because you're doing oh, yeah. a hockey player. Although, did you see that hit by McAvoy uh, that he connected knee on knee with Mark Stone? Ottawa fans were going absolutely insane about that. And it was because um, Stone tried to avoid the hit, tried mm-hmm. to skate around him uh, and got clipped. But there were so many Ottawa fans claiming that. Oh, one of our defensemen wouldn't do knee on knee and all this stuff, and it's just like, hang on a minute, what? Lies. <laughs> yeah. But,
3: well, it's the playoffs, right? There, are a lot of things are gonna uh, go. You know, cross checking is yeah. no big deal. Um, they're gonna let plays go in the last two minutes of the game, uh, unless you shoot the puck over the boards.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was weird. I couldn't believe he did that. I,
3: I don't think when you look at the replay, it's not like he was he was trying to hit it off the glass, but. That was one thing um, I was looking at in the game. In the last end of the in the third period, all of a sudden the defense started to play and, and someone mentioned it online and it kind of like clicked into my head, started playing Claude Julian style hockey again. For some reason, we decided not to attack the defense. And if you look at Ottawa right now, all their offense is being generated from the point. Yeah.
2: Uh,
3: all of it. So they stopped. They stopped going after the defensemen, and we started hanging back. And all hanging back did was screen rask. And then yep. any time we got the puck, what do we do? We try and dump it away. Chara right now leads the team in giveaways. He's got five. and All he's trying to do is he's, he's out there too long. He's playing t- 27 minutes, averaging 27 minutes a game. Guy's almost 40 years old. It's unfortunate he has to play this many minutes because of all the decimation our defense has had. But he's getting too tired. And by the third period, we're just dumping the puck.
2: Dumping well, the puck. How, how many times did you see McAvoy pick the puck up, have space to skate it? And well, not. But dumped it, like into the hash marks at the at the other end, um, and that's not McAvoy's style of play at all. But that has uh, a lot to do with the the one three one. It's tough yeah.
3: for a defenseman if a defenseman on our team tries to uh, skate with the puck and go up with the puck and gets caught. Automatically, yeah. it's a three on one because the way the way Ottawa holds off and has those three guys in the neutral zone one back it's just it's frustrating to watch, but. You have to give McAvoy credit. You know he's getting twenty five minutes, twenty five minutes a game, uh, yeah. almost twenty six, and he doesn't look lost out there in any way, shape, or form.
2: Oh no, he he definitely looks great for the fact that he'd never played a pro game like a month ago. Um, he definitely looks like an amazing talent. Don't get me wrong, but uh, like my problem the other day, which some people have seen on Twitter, was it seems like from Game 1 and Game 2, a lot of fans just circled towards McAvoy. And that was, like, during the win, it was kind of, look at what McAvoy did. Look at what McAvoy did. And then uh, last night, it seems to be, um, like, oh, look at what Chara did, or look at what Ras did. Um, wow. Uh, wow. That's, yeah. that's just Boston Bruins fans. They're crazy. <laughs> but, uh-huh. yeah. But, yeah. I think, I think okay. it's just, like, every time we have a have a win. It goes down as it, uh, to me, it's either Marshan and Pasternak, or now McAvoy is the, the spotlight. Even if none of them have a point, uh, it, it definitely goes to them winning the game for the team. Uh, and then when we lose a game, it's Rask or Chara. Um, well, Chara for four, putting the puck over, but even
3: though the penalty was over, it was four on four when the, I believe it was four on four when the goal was scored. When we decided uh, to... No,
2: I think it was 5-on-5. Five five, but 5-on-5. Yeah, you're but.
3: right. And uh, we decided to just not um, even look at their defense. They've been scoring all their points, and we let a shot from the point. And a lot of people are saying, oh, it's a soft goal. Rask could have had it. Well, you guys are goaltenders. If you've got, yeah. like, six guys in front of you, how are you supposed to see these shots?
2: Right. I'm sorry, but someone said to me, um, I, I can't believe Rask let in that goal by, by Taurus. And... I'm sorry but usually when there's a cross crease one timer no one's getting to that I yeah. don't care if uh, a lot of the a lot of the arguments are oh I saw this goalie make a save on that the other day and I was like make him make a save 9 out of 10 times on that play mm-hmm. and then tell me about it cuz one one time okay but nine times it's not going to happen
3: so. And it's not its not that we're defending him, it's just, it's more of the fact that we're just trying to educate people on common sense, maybe is the word I like to use. On... Yeah, but
2: at, at the same time, the way we put it across isn't, oh, you're stupid for bashing Rask. No, yeah, more, no, no. It's more like, look, this is this is what you're saying, this is how we're going to point it out. Uh, As I... And I, I don't care, if you bash Rask, fine, that's just... Mm-hmm it's just your opinion but don't get don't get your back up when someone calls you out for it when someone has a problem with what you said because on the, the same time I've seen people praise Rask and and, and Rask haters go nuts in the comments uh, and then I've seen the same Rask haters say something about Rask and someone comment and they go insane <laughs> so it, you it can't all be a one way street in your direction it, it,
3: yeah,
2: yeah. It, it's just it does the same thing. All all sorts of fans do it. Like I've done it before with different stuff, where I've just been like, "No, my opinion is right. Your opinion is wrong." Uh, but you, you've just gotta you gotta learn from it, don't you? Yeah,
3: yeah. and I I've been the, the what I was trying to preach to someone the other night. I was like, "Do better yourself." Like I can't do any better. So it's just like when I try and defend Jimmy Hayes, and I know it's crazy. It's just I'm not better than Jimmy Hayes, so how can yeah. I say he's a terrible hockey player? Yeah. If really, if really someone what, has made
2: I... the NHL, he's better they than are not yeah, they like the one the one thing that I always see is um Brian McGrattan. Uh ex Anaheim Ducks player, I guess. I think he's played for about five teams, Calgary, yeah, something like that. Uh he was horrible in the NHL. I don't think he had a career goal. Um I think he was he was one of the worst players around the league. Just there for fighting. Came over to England, and this guy's like the highest scorer in the league, I think. He's an amazing hockey player when he's not just there to fight. Exactly. Uh, but, and... but people call these guys out and say, oh, no, I'm better than them. I, I, I played Pee Wee. I, I must be amazing. No. Well, if you're not we're... in the NHL right now, tough luck.
3: Someone said to me last night, they were like, oh, Rathlete and two soft goals. I said, well, we scored three. <laughs> so if he had in two soft ones, then how is it his fault that we lost the game? We, we scored three. So my math is that should be 3-2. What about the other two? Well, he couldn't have stopped those. There was, uh, uh, it's Chara's fault. Okay, Char wasn't on the ice for both of them, so I don't know how it was his fault for both of them, so I'm, I'm just still explained to me. And when I always ask, I ask for facts, and then they all just, oh, he just lets in soft goals. I'm like, eh, I'm just going to ignore you. <laughs> all right no. That's
2: with court.
3: It's just, just facts. If you give me a fact. Facts are easy. Like, I can give you a fact right now. Now, Rask has a better save percentage, goals against average right now, and save percentage than Anderson in this series. Yeah. Rask is a 2.46. Anderson's 2.50. I know it's a difference of four. But he's still got a better save percentage. He's faced more shots against. It it is what it is, people. Um, he's a good goalie. If he wasn't a good goalie, he wouldn't be here.
2: My so- and also the the Bruins uh, it is one one in the series and the Bruins are missing arguably arguably the best offensive talent on the D with Tori Krug, who caught backs power play and yes. does a number of things right. But they're also missing their point-producing monster in the playoffs with Krejci. Yep. So when these guys come back, and they're missing, uh, I I believe, uh, second in shot-blocking during the regular season for the Bruins' Carlo.
3: Yeah, and then they lost McQuaid, who's a first in shot-blocking.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, you've lost two defensive monsters in McQuaid and Carlo. And, yes, I would call McQuaid a defensive monster, even though most people wouldn't agree. For the playoffs, uh, yes. Yeah, and and then like, McQuaid and Krejci arguably have more playoff experience than half the team. hmm So, like, it... The, the team looks good as a whole. The problem is injuries. <laughs> yep. And with everyone being listed as Bruins day-to-day, I hate that term. Uh, same here. They but may... it's playoffs they may come back
3: well Atari will be doesn't yeah. not 100% being slotted in the lineup i'm pretty sure he will be he's back but there are been a couple defensemen that have stepped up um, Kev- kevin miller has played phenomenal hockey mm-hmm. he's had six hits six block shots he's, he's he's filling the void he's doing the best he can with the tools that he's been given um, his his ice time increased dramatically moro actually had a pretty decent game
1: uh, he oh, was he yeah, was real chippy in that hits. first one
3: yeah, three three hits two blocked shots but Kevin Miller's standing up you can see him on the ice he's trying to be a leader out there because right now in our defense besides Char there isn't much back there yeah so someone's gotta someone's got be that leader so I'll, I'll give him the credit where credits due he's, he's playing a lot better he at the beginning of the year and even halfway through the year I was like well he'll be left unprotected my mind's changed.
2: Um, And if you think about Kevin Miller now compared to Kevin Miller last season, uh, I I honestly think his value has skyrocketed compared to what it used to be. I, I guarantee there would be people inquiring about him if he came up as available. So, I mean, anything that holds trade value in the NHL right now is a good commodity to have.
0: You're listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. You can catch our show on the Hockey Writers podcast channel, available at thehockeywriters.com.
1: Uh, talking about the injuries, um, I'm on cbssports.com, and uh, there's six players that are on the injured list, and the uh, scary fact that uh, two of them are forwards and four of them are defensemen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, from yeah, from what I'm understanding is uh Brandon Carlo is skating. He skated today. But um his his um game return is uh to be determined. Um yeah, missing Crachy is huge. Uh, just for his uh playoff experience alone. N- never mind his uh his point production. Um the guy's are just a monster when it comes to the playoffs in the postseason, so
2: And And it changes your entire lineup. Oh, yeah. Look at what it's done. It's took David Backus off the first line. Uh, David Pastenac's now on the first line. Uh, It it has just changed the end. I I think, to be honest, they've missed out on not putting JFK in the lineup for the last game and leaving the top two lines how they should be. Mm -hmm.
3: Uh, But isn't he a natural center?
2: Yeah. He's
3: not exactly the type of guy that we're going to be putting on the wing.
2: Who's that, JFK?
3: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Because if yeah, he if he comes in, the the person that is the next versatile person that that can move over is Spooner.
2: Spooner, yeah. Spooner has played with the first line before, and I understand that. Yeah, and I'd rather have Spooner up there. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'd rather have him up there than Pasternak, who probably plays better with less minutes than he has been doing with the first line. Yeah, he's uh, actually, I...
3: Pasternak's actually got five hits. He's actually been hitting um, yeah. in this series. He's got two assists, and he he's up there in the takeaways. He's got three takeaways. He's actually he's actually been playing better. I I know people will chastise me because everybody thinks he should be on the top line, but I loved it when he was on the second line with Krejci because we had the balanced yes. scoring. I think oh, when yeah. he's on the top line with Marshan and Bergeron, Bergeron tends to look for Marshan. He doesn't tend to look. Look for anybody else. It's just he's well, he plays himself. to
2: his left because he's yeah. right-handed. He tends to pass to his left-hand side more. Exactly. So, so
3: you're there. It seems that they're trying to force passes over to Pasternak. It seems that they're trying to generate plays just to get him that shot over on the side yeah. there. And with Krejci, it was just easy. He just gave him the pass.
2: Yeah. And it's just, I mean, it's just my opinion. Last night as well, Pasternak was just shoot happy. It like every time he got the puck, he was trying to get it on net and. I don't think that's past style of play. I think Pasternak is more of a, he's better off the puck getting open and then taking a shot yeah. than he is carrying it in and shooting. So, but, and um, you can carry the puck. Yeah. But one thing known as I have barely seen anyone on social media mention was the, I think dominant player of curly last night. That guy was a monster. Uh, some of the... Like, it, being given a bottom six role on the Bruins, you kind of have to be able to hit. And Curley isn't exactly a physical monster, but some of them hits that he laid out last night were just unreal.
3: But he will probably be the guy that comes to the lineup. Yeah. For, for Achari. And probably.
2: to be honest with you,
3: the way Achari plays,
2: I'm like, I'm going to be okay with it. Yeah. And, and I think the intimidation has- factor of... Achari being out there, running like like a train, is kind of no, what the Bruins need, right?
3: The, the way Nash and Moore have been playing right now, um, you know, they, they they've got four shots on goal each, with an assist each. The line has been probably one of the best lines on the ice. Sometimes,
1: yeah, very productive game.
3: They they keep the puck in the other their zone the whole time. All they do is bang away, bang away, bang away. You put Achari on that line. I know Shalor looks he looks good out there, but you put Achari on there and. I think it would be more productive.
2: Well, that was the dominant fourth line all season. Well, not all season, but when Atari was in the lineup, that was the dominant fourth line. And I think a lot of people realized how effective it was. Now,
3: interesting stat that I was looking over. Do you know who leads their team in turnovers in Ottawa?
1: Um, No, I don't.
3: Their defense. So the fact that we decided in the third period to let their defense play, like we literally watched Darryl Carlson skate around the whole team.
0: yeah, And then we
3: literally let Dion Phaneuf get two shots on net and the second one went in. They lead. They all have four four giveaways, CC Phaneuf, Carlson. And any single time someone gives them any sort of pressure, they dump the puck away. They don't try and pass it. They dump it away. So, and
2: that wideman looks scared out there. Every time a Bruin goes to hit him, mm-hmm. he can't kind of just drops the puck and braces. If, so what... if I was the Bruins, I'd, I'd fake a hit on him, watch him tense up and then just take the puck away <laughs> and laugh at him. Because I, I'm not joking, every time he was behind the net last night, if anyone gets a chance, go and watch a replay of the game and just look at the times that he he had the puck behind the net. he just looks scared every time a Bruin came in. There was one point where Marshawn came flying in and, I mean, if he'd have hit him, it would have been charging easily. Marchand uh, just kind of skated past him and tapped the stick out of his hands. So, it, I think players like that, you've got to isolate them. And when you find a weakness, you've just got to attack it constantly.
3: And their defense seems to be that weakness. Because when you yeah. fact, you got Faneuf, CC and Carlson, the guys giving away the puck, you you got to use guys like Fatrano, who's actually been hitting out there. Um, yeah. He's been using his speed. Use him as a pressure point. And he pick pick a guy each line and just use pressure because unfortunately they lost their biggest their guy with the most hits. Um, and they filled him in yeah. they filled him in with Mathot who got seven hits in his first game. So yeah. unfortunately we lost we lost one and we gained another. So
2: Yeah, but Mark Mathot's a more disciplined player and he's not gonna be like throwing really bad hits. Like he's not exactly. gonna crunch you into the boards. But so he I did think seven of them in one game. Yeah. But it like you said Every time, uh, especially for enough for me, uh, every time he had the puck and someone pressured him, he lost it. Mm-hmm. He he's, he can't skate with the puck under the pressure. Uh, and, Never could. And especially Bergeron and Marchand, they seemed to double-team him. Uh, Marchand would go in, pester him, and Bergeron would just sit back and wait for the puck to come loose. So, doing stuff like that, you, you're bound to create chances for yourself. And the first period really showed that. The second period, not so much. And then the third was kind of dead in the offensive yeah. zone for me.
3: They, they, they seemed to just hang back. I don't know if you guys disagree. They just seemed to hang back, and no one pressured the defense. And they let them. The fact that Carlson did what he did on that one goal, he literally had three guys follow him into the corner.
2: Yeah. And no one covered that center lane, which is the most deadly lane in hockey. Yeah. And that pass was just simple. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of people will see it and go, oh my God, that was an amazing play by him. But that was just a stupid defensive mistake by the Bruins. Yeah. Uh, one stick, like being active during that play and nothing happens. So, yeah. But I, I, I have a feeling when they got the the two-goal lead, it feels like they were told to sit back uh, I don't... with the way they played.
3: I, I don't know. The one thing... I did notice, and I'm sure I don't know if I was watching the the Canadian feed, so I don't know what uh, you guys saw on your end. But when Carlson lost his mind on the bench, Ottawa came back into the game, and Boston didn't do
1: anything. The next yeah. shift,
3: we had a power play, and what did we do? We threw it away. Yeah, we they literally played the fucking did nothing.
1: Definitely, when Carlson uh, looked up and down the bench and started yelling, um, he definitely inspired his team to come back. You know, to be honest, I'm really happy with this series being tied at one. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, and there's still there's still you know more games to go. Um, My one of my concerns is is remember last week when I was telling you before the playoffs happened, I was mentioning the feeling out process. Um, Yeah. And it almost seems like that is coming to fruition because uh, there's no goal scored on each team in the first period.
2: Yeah. in both games so everyone's just, they're letting each other play right they're, they're trying
1: to find yeah. the they're taking the first 20 minutes to find that weakness and harp on it and you know obviously right now our weakness is, is available players and yeah. you know so I mean it is what it is injuries happen but I I, I need to see if you're going to have a 3-1 to one lead you have to protect way better against a team like this that, that is obviously fired up. Um, yep. You know, a- after after yesterday's overtime win, it was just, you know, you're going to see a a good team and a hungry team come back into Boston, and I hope that the Bruins are ready for that, and they better be because, uh, I mean, this this series could get out of hand if um if the uh, Senators figure out how to beat this Bruins team on home ice. And you th- yeah. and and you and you think you're hearing bitching now? Wait till you hear the fans when they lose at home.
3: Oh yeah. Oh god. It, it and it's 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 funny because someone's like, oh, the, all the momentum's in Ottawa. I said, well, anytime you win a game, the momentum's in your favor, but the momentum can change oh. within the puck within a two minutes of the
1: puck dropping. Absolutely.
2: Um, oh, you saw how quiet the the uh, Ottawa's stadium went when the three one goal went in. Yep. It was dead. It was dead for. I mm-hmm. think about four minutes. There was yeah. points where you started hearing Bruins fans more than you did Ottawa fans.
3: But then we had that power play, and we did nothing with yeah. it. We sat back. We just—it—it's it, weird. It's like um, I know he—he he didn't do much with it when it when it came to uh, actual play on the ice. And I know he's a great Bruin, but Sean Thor we needed a guy like that on our bench yelling at our guys because our guys just were like, "Yeah, no, we got this game. It's three-one. No big deal." With all the veteran presence. Where were they? Yeah, where? Totally. They... Come on, guys.
1: That's a great point.
2: Like, and, uh, um, and like, one thing I have to say that I hate about Ottawa fans now is those two caress chants last night. Uh, did they watch what their goalie did? <laughs> like, really? Oh, their goalie gonna... cost cost that goal. Oh yeah. yeah. But you're you're going to call out Tuka Rask when your goalie just made the most stupid mistake ever. Yeah,
3: but you're going to have to do Hey, our fans, for some reason, think we should have Anderson anyway. So, you know what? She's their own. But one thing yeah. I did notice, Cody Ceci, can we just do ourselves a favor? If he's in front of you, don't shoot past the puck. The guy's got 11 block shots. Just don't. Just go around him. Like, yeah. don't even attempt to shoot. Maybe that's where Martian's just been shooting at him the whole game. Right. You just go around the guy. Like, I'm sure they're going to look at all these these things we're talking about right now because they're smarter than us, but come on. Just in the third period alone, it was just frustrating to watch.
2: I mean, it's easy to say go around him, but I think he's just as agile as Carlson is. Yeah. Um, and it's it's tough to go around those guys, especially when they can move laterally just as well as they can forward and back.
3: But change the play um, to bring it on the other side of the ice.
2: Yeah, yeah. But get them moving. That's the problem. They're all... Every time you go into the Ottawa zone, uh, they kind of go into a penalty kill, kind of triangle play. Mm-hmm. The two defensemen sit off the net. Let let whoever goes to the front of the net let the center deal with that. Defensemen go out wide, uh, and the Bruins are falling into the trap of playing it like it's a power play. Like you said, Marshan's setting up on the half wall. Yeah, they're giving them that space so that they do that because they can control that situation if they make if they make us play that way. Um, what they need to do is stop passing, put it on net, put it in low, and just crash the net. They go insane. Like, my thought last night went absolutely insane as soon as anyone, anyone went near Anderson. Mm-hmm. That's what you need to do. Get in his face. Make him punch in the face. Get a power play out of it. Why not?
3: Well... We actually have more power plays. Uh, we're one for seven. They're one for six. Uh so you can kind of figure out the stats here. Right now Ottawa has a better power play and penalty kill than us. But we all know why our power play is doesn't look the same out there anymore. I like you're McAvoy. Missing
2: two key players.
3: <laughs> you're you're exactly you're McAvoy. even if he was even if Krug was here, McAvoy wouldn't be on the first power play. He looks great out there, but Krug is our power play guy. McAvoy will be on the second power play with Krejci. He's not, he doesn't make the same um, instincts that that Krug does when he's back there on the point on the power play. McAvoy's looking for that pass, which I I love. I just, we miss Krug so much on that power play. And it's just, all it is is experience because McAvoy is phenomenal defenseman so far from the two games I've seen. But the experience that Krug had back there, it just, we just miss it so bad for our power play
2: tell you what really pisses me off about last night during the power plays
0: you're listening to the black and gold hockey podcast you can catch our show on the hockey writers podcast channel available at thehockeywriters.com.
2: how many times did mcavoy have his stick in the air ready for a one-timer yeah wide open yeah,
1: yeah. no one in front
2: that. of him and it seemed like Marsh and spooner were playing keep away Mm-hmm. Well, sorry, Pasternak and Spooner because mm-hmm. Marshall was down low. But Pasternak and Spooner were passing to each other and just not even trusting McAvoy with the puck. Yep. that guy is probably a better puck handler than both of them.
1: And you and you definitely saw that in yesterday's game when he was on the point and he you know, taking a pass a pass, giving a pass, and then all of a sudden finding a lane uh diagonal just right yeah. through, skate still gets a shot off and then gets his own rebound, spins around for another shot. And then has a has the uh, the intelligence to get back to the point as fast as possible. I mean, his mobility is so impressive uh, to yep. me. And just just the way he moves, the way he looks, and uh, you know, I mean, he does. After two games, it's a small sample size, of course, but um, I like it. I like it, and I I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him in a um a full role next season.
2: And when you that. got when you so. got seasoned commentators saying that. He seems like a veteran out there. Right. Like they don't even call him a rookie. They, Like one guy said last night that uh, he looks like a player who's played 10 years mm-hmm. in the game. Uh-huh. He's that calm and smooth with the puck. There was one point where I think it was Marsham played the puck back to him in the zone, and uh, I think it was Mark Stone went after him. And all McAvoy did was one hand on his stick, one hand on uh, the opponent's. Like arm to keep him away, and just protected the puck around him like it was nothing. Didn't even think about it. Just slowly went round him and skated off. I mean that those calm nerves for a guy who's played two games for the Bruins. Yeah, that's unreal.
3: Well, well, uh-huh. someone said to me a very good point. Unfortunately for Ryan Spooner, uh, one of his biggest roles is being on the power play for us because you know he's our third line center. McAvoy makes Ryan Spooner expendable. Yeah. Because you can now have McAvoy with Krug on the point, and you have these, you have JFK, and JFK, who's going to possibly be in the lineup next year. Spooner now becomes an expendable, expendable person in the offseason.
2: Yeah. What, what role does he have? Well, That's a good point. he has a high return. Yeah. If this team want to add, say, a left-handed defenseman, which we desperately need, yes, uh, and how many teams around the league are looking for a bona fide second line or third line center? Quite a lot. Mm -hmm. That's good return value, if you ask me. I I really think he could come in useful during the.
3: Yeah, agreed. I think we'd have to throw some more pieces in to get a a quality left
2: left shot. But oh, yeah, but makes him expendable. Yeah, but to me, like. My thinking of going after a left-shot defenseman, do what every team's done, go after a guy who's not doing well with their team. And you know one guy who's not doing well with their team? You know Sam Reinhardt for, um, for the Oilers? Griffin Reinhardt? Griffin Reinhardt, that's it. It's not Sam. it that guy play for is,
1: Buffalo. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's a first-round pick who has a lot of skill really good puck-moving defenseman, but just can't get it going with the Oilers. I'd, I'd go after that guy and let him play. I mean, he can't be can't be worse than Biles and Morrow, who have sat for 70-odd games this season.
1: Yeah,
3: Morrow did not?
2: play well, though. Oh, Morrow played well, but like the commentators were saying yesterday, he tends to play well the first game back from a long time off, but then his play diminishes. Okay. And we we've seen that through the season. That's why he keeps getting benched. Um, and my question is, do they play him next game, or do they hope that Carwell's back?
3: Well, the um, who's the defenseman from Providence? People were saying um, Tommy O'Gara.
2: Cross.
3: No, oh. the, the rumors is Tommy Cross. That's what um, the Boston Globe, the writer for the Boston Globe, he. it's not confirmed, but he's suggesting that it would be Tommy Cross.
2: See, I'd bring O'Garu, He brings a really... Playoff style of defenseman, if if you ask me. I, I
1: in my opinion, I'd rather see Alex Grant.
2: Okay. Yeah, true. You it's know, right-handed the, shot, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And Tommy Cross is a left-handed shot. I think that's yeah. the, the whole thought process here because we do, with, we do miss it.
2: The only problem is you bring Tommy Cross up, and that leaves Providence captainless for the playoffs. Yep. That yeah. that's a tough call to make. And especially with with kind of a young group down there, I wouldn't want to leave them captainless. That that would be a bad thing to do. And especially if you want these rookies to get some playoff experience. Uh, I, I I truly think they'd go with a guy like uh, Ogara. I think he's got the body for it. Um, I think he's a big guy. It's,
3: it's, the situation we're in is... is... It's unheard of this many defensemen going down. We've literally haven't played it, the last four games we've lost a defenseman.
2: Yeah. But at the same time it you can't bring anyone up right now because the roster spots are full. From what I I remember, I'm I'm pretty sure you'd have to put someone on long-term in your reserve. Uh, you I
1: not? I believe What's the system? playoffs playoffs are um yeah, you can do whatever you want. Yeah.
2: Oh is it yeah. roster those, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like could, roster cap goes. You could oh, do okay. it
3: 3 hours before the game. Oh. They so don't
2: I mean, we'll find out if um, Carlo's not playing then, because they'll have to bring someone up.
3: Yeah, the the news the the news on Twitter right now is he's doubtful.
2: Um, yeah,
3: but it's not saying every, the guys that are day to day like Krug. I I have my doubts that we'll see Krug for the rest of the playoffs. Unfortunately, it's
2: just I have my doubts that we'll see in this series. I mm. I don't know about all playoffs because I think they would have said something. I don't I really think they do. would. What give a, give the other team a bit of fear that he might come back?
3: Just to play it, Each team handles everything differently, right? Um, yeah. Boston's always been known to pretty much say nothing about anything.
1: Yeah.
3: Until let after that, how, how many season how many seasons have we gone through? Like someone was talking about Krejci not playing enough games, and someone else put on Twitter a stat where actually he's played 732 of the 806 games he could have played since uh, I can't remember what year in the playoffs he actually, most of the time, he doesn't go down until the very end of the year. As soon as the season's yeah. over, that's when he goes and has surgery.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, um,
2: uh,
1: where to now?
2: I mean, we haven't even recapped the last two games yet. I, I know. We kind of have. <laughs> yeah. we haven't done our usual recap, uh, which just goes it to show how off. excited we are for the playoffs. <sighs>
3: it's been amazing like the hits just been unreal when you when you see finally a stat where it's like 40 hits per team a game i'm like oh my god hockey again
1: right right
3: <laughs> old school well not
2: even old school like no, a couple of hockey. years ago hockey yeah. yeah
3: like most of the time in, in regular nhl games it's like 20 14 hits at the end of the game woohoo the backers gets half of them so i'm like
2: oh but <laughs> <laughs> well, i mean his his contracts really coming into kind of you realize how important it is, because I mean, if Bacchus isn't on the Bruins right now, how does that lineup look in the playoffs? Because God. I I don't get who'd play the right side on the first line all season, and who'd play the center when someone like Krejci goes down.
1: No, that's a good point.
2: the The worst thing to think about, someone put on Twitter the other uh, yesterday. And it scared the hell out of me. What if Bergeron goes down? Oh. Well, while as we know, is down, as what? we
3: know, unless <sighs> he pretty much breaks his leg or breaks his arm oh, yeah. playing, or concussion. Yeah. There's three injuries that take him out. Yeah. Anything broken, concussion, death in the family.
2: Yeah, that's it. And we hope for none of them.
3: Yes. Right. Yeah yeah that uh, guy. and but, we
2: hope that Chara takes
3: a slap shot and maybe conveniently hits Carlson in the foot. Mm.
1: <laughs> Do you
3: think anyone's aiming for that? Oh, I don't know <laughs> well I don't know if you noticed on the play where he skated around everybody. His guard got fell off, but instead of uh, us going after him, most of the players looked at the guard that was going down the ice and then he skated around all of us
2: <laughs> Jesus.
1: well,
3: well mm. um
1: the, oh, sorry. Uh, that's on. a no problem. Um, how about the addition of uh, Tim Schaller into the lineup? I mean, coming in scores a uh, shorthanded goal. vitrano pinching in. I mean, th- these these like l- lower tiered players in this lineup are really uh, stepping it up. For in my opinion, I'm seeing a uh, a real faster Frankie V. Um, and I I think I didn't I call that goal. In
2: game one? In game one. You called Vitrano, yes. Yeah.
3: I'm like, you know. Like I said, a broken clock can be right twice a day.
1: (laughs) I love it. But no, I mean, I'm seeing good contributions from them. Uh, But at at this point in a series that's tied at one, the leaders have to step up. And I'm not saying, you know, obviously to win games, you need to put the puck in the net. But I I really want to see more. You know, let's uh, more conversation on the bench. If you have to call people out, call them out. I mean, th- yes. this this is a um. You know, if you're not producing, you're not producing. So, I just want to see better leadership, and uh, especially with uh, the games coming into Boston.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I said last night to one fan, he said. Um, I, I hope we get a comfortable lead and ride it out. And I said straight away there is no comfortable lead in the playoffs.
1: Right, right. The never worst...
2: forget never forget Philly. Yeah. Because that was a crushing like that was just a totally crushing loss. And I mean they can make a break your series these losses. So I'm just hoping they bounce back in the next game.
3: The worst lead in hockey is having a two goal lead. Yeah. It's the worst lead because you you lay back you 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 think ah oh, we got a we got a two goal lead you know oh they scored another goal eh, no don't panic yet don't panic yet oh start panicking because anytime you have a two goal lead usually the next two goals the the team ties it they come within minutes of each other
2: yeah oh yeah
1: and Quick I I, first. I tweeted out yesterday I was like um this is how you shut down a one three one defense a defensive team is you you get a lead and you and you keep it <laughs> but. Shortly after I mentioned that, um, we all know what happened in yesterday's game.
3: Now, what happened was my father-in-law came up to me right before the goal was scored and says, oh, look, you got a 2-0 lead. And I looked at him and I said, it, it's only the third period. And sure <laughs> enough, it, it, he's a jinx. He, he jinxed his own Toronto Maple Leafs when I was in Florida. He was chirping me. He was like, oh, you got to play Washington. I'm like, you realize you have a game tonight and you have to win it. And then they lost. So <laughs> my wife and I were like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Oh, no, and then all of a sudden he just started scoring. I just gave him the dirtiest look. I'm like, oh, come on.
1: <laughs>
3: hey, cheers for the Dolphins. Like, come on, that's just a jinx altogether.
1: Wow. wow, he's all over the place, huh? Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> just don't let him in the house next game. <laughs> don't let him look at the TV or say anything to you. No. Jesus.
1: <laughs> that's funny.
2: Just, like, gaffer, like like gaffer tape his mouth closed, keep him in the corner. Just put, like, a Bruins rug over him and we'll be safe
1: um in in some uh recent news uh the uh, Bruins signed uh Duna companion Kamp- to an entry-level contract Kampanen. yeah I can't say that name yeah. I couldn't even say the <laughs> other one but uh <laughs> uh he he had a really decent year over in Europe I believe scoring 25 goals um uh, and probably will be a uh a nice addition to a Providence roster next season, or potentially in the playoffs. Yeah. So,
2: but the thing, the thing I that think his contract kicks in next year. Though. Yeah.
1: Yes, it does. Yeah. The thing I don't, I that frustrates me about fans sometimes is when you when they read an article, it's the title first, and they base their assumption on what that title says, and then they freak out. Uh, I I, I had so many people message me asking me, why aren't they signing North American players? They're they're better. They're, you know, they're better defensive. Um, And I kind of, you know, sarcastically went back at them and said, you know, the Bruins drafted this guy last season. Yeah. And they didn't even know that because they couldn't even get past the title. They didn't even click on it to read what it
3: and if anybody says that Europeans are uh, not as good a defenseman as the North Americans, just answer with Nicholas Lindstrom. Yeah. Anytime Eric, they speak, say Eric Nicholas Carlson, right. Lindstrom.
2: Oh, God. Eric Carlson, yeah. yeah. I was about to oh. say, we're playing him right now.
3: Oh, um, my God.
2: But, but I, I think the funny thing is everyone, when it gets to the draft, watch the first three rounds, switch yeah. it off. Yeah. Because apparently no talent comes from rounds four to seven. Bowcrap. Okay. <laughs> let's like if you go through the list of rounds four to seven, I'm pretty sure there's some guys there. I, I'm that's pretty it. sure that there's that's a guy who's it. shut yeah, there's a guy who's yep. shutting out the Chicago uh Chicago Blackhawks right now, who is an eighth round goaltender.
3: Pecca <laughs> Pekka Pekka,
2: he, Pekka was even undrafted, I think. I think it's uh Lundquist who was in the eighth round. Yep. I mean this this is unreal. Like guys can come from the bottom of the pack and do really good things. It's happened all through the NHL. Um, but also, the thing that really pisses me off with fans, and you can tell I'm annoyed now, what is because... Figures.
0: You're listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. You can catch our show on the Hockey Writers podcast channel, available at thehockeywriters.com. The
2: the amount of people that say to me when I say, oh, that's, that's an AHL guy. That... <laughs> He'll, he will be an AHL guy for a while. Oh, I don't care. I don't care about the AHL. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, okay, you should. Okay, good
2: luck winning a Stanley Cup without, without caring about your AHL team because you're never getting any good players then. Because barring having a really good first-round pick every, every season, you're not going to have a good NHL team without a good AHL team. That's right. It doesn't happen. So, unfortunately. But Speaking. did anyone see... Ah, no, it was Court that shared the ECHL thing.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) That's the worst thing I've ever seen. Wow. Um,
2: That just goes to show that league needs new talent pouring into it.
1: What did I miss?
2: Uh, 14 (sighs) cross-checks to the back of the neck.
1: Oh, oh, I did watch that replay. That is horrible. That was crazy.
2: That guy's no, ha- for a long time, I okay. have guarantee it.
3: Can someone explain to me why the guy's teammate watched it for like a good minute and then and decided... And then jumped
2: it, yeah.
3: And then the other guy's teammates defended his player that was... Cry- like, I'm so confused on the morals that I saw on the ice at the time. Like, anybody, your own teammate should have beat
1: the crap out of you there.
2: <laughs> and and that was a player for the Kalumpa Pumpers, what? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. I didn't the even Co- see what name that was, but
1: is it the Columbus Cottonmouths?
2: No, okay. it was like Coompa something. Yeah, Oompa Loompas. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the um the Oompa Loompa jumpers yeah. of the ECHL. <laughs> yeah, it it was one of them teams that no one knows about or barely cares about. But I, I did say on Twitter that it, it is lucky that a lot of the ECHL teams are probably going to get an injection of NHL prospects. Next season, uh, with a lot of affiliates signing with NHL teams, mm-hmm. so that that should be good for the teams. Because what I've seen of the ECHL when I've watched games is half of the team is just rednecks drunk wanting to kill each other, <laughs> and the other half is some type of talent. So right, yeah, not good.
1: So, well, that's an interesting segue into the uh, prospect update. <laughs> Um, what's that, Court? I was going to say, there's prospects? Still going on? Oh, yeah, oh yeah. yeah.
3: Providence. Yeah, Providence, yeah.
0: Is fired at the net. Just missed by JT Comfort. There's Notre Dame
3: back the other way. York
0: fires, scores. Notre Dame ties it. by Gilbert, taken back by Greenway, to the middle, McAvoy scores! Unloads a one-timer, and it's a 3-1 lead for the Terriers.
1: Parked in behind the two, goal, it's 3-1 now in favor of the Greyhounds. Here's the working his way out of the right wing, poked it by Petsing, he's right in,
0: contract, it's over a goal!
1: With a spectacular individual effort so the uh, Providence Bruins finished their 76 game season 43 23 six and four with 96 points um, and they secured the last um, playoff position in the Atlantic division um, and I got to tell you, I'm not very happy with the, the product on the ice uh, or the effort that was uh, involved in the last four games of the year um, because this is what frustrates me about this is if they played a lot better than they did in those four games, they would have drew the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, which I believe have a, a better chance of winning and, and going on. To the second round, but unfortunately, they have a first-round matchup with the best team in the league, the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. And the Penguins are, are currently on their fifteenth uh, year in the playoffs. They are a powerhouse team, and uh, this uh, this Penguins team swept the Bruins last year in the best-of-five, three to nothing. Um, but the baby. The BBBs are making their fifth straight appearance in the postseason. Uh and it's going to be a tough one. So um in the regular
2: We talked about that happening like 10 shows ago. Yeah. I yeah. think we both said I hope they don't get Wilkes-Barre scratched in the playoffs and they did.
1: Yeah. Oh, and the uh Jesus. the
2: the
3: Mifflin
1: the season series between the two teams uh has uh, Wilkes-Barre afforded to um you know they've been they won four games. Uh, oh, I can't talk in the re- in the regular season. So um, regardless, it's going to be a tough series. Um, I'm I'm definitely going to watch, but I've you know I am very optimistic about this one. Um, I'm, I forgot to mention last week that the Providence Bruins had their annual awards, and I thought that this would be a good opportunity at the end of the year, which um, ended yesterday that uh, I mentioned these. Um, uh, the Community Service Award went to Tommy Cross. Uh, the Plus Minus Award went to Wayne Simpson. The Fan Appreciation went to Zane McIntyre. The Three Stars Award went to Peter Klaharik. Rookie of the Year went to Jake DeBrusque. uh Best Defenseman, Alex Grant. Leading Scorer, Jordan Swartz. Fan Favorite Award, Rob O'Gara. And the most valuable player as voted by Team Tommy Cross. And uh, Zane McIntyre took the second All-Star Team um, award. So, uh, Moving on to the OHL playoffs. Zach Seneshan and the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. After going up 2 to nothing in the first best-of-seven series, the Greyhounds have lost the, la- the last three games in the second-round opponent to the, uh, Owen Sound attack, uh, Owen Sound could actually kick the, uh, the Greyhounds out of the second round playoffs tonight at 6 p.m., um, uh, Zach Seneshan scored his only goal in, in this series, uh, on Friday night, so, uh, hopefully they can, um, uh, pick it up, get a win, tie the series, and, and bring it to seven games at home. So um, if, if it doesn't happen and uh, the Greyhounds end up losing, um, you could possibly see uh, Senechen, uh join the American Hockey League Providence Bruins uh, for their playoff run. So that would be a, a decent addition. Uh, the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League playoffs, Jeremy Lawson of the Rowan Miranda Huskies, uh, are trailing Shikudami in the second round series, three to two. Lawson has four points in five games, and him and his Husky team look to even the best of seven contest tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Jakob Sporo, Saint George Sea Dogs, uh, they they swept the first round series against Rimouski, and believe it or not, they swept uh, the second round series against Valdor last Wednesday. The Seadogs Sea Dogs were, were the best team in the Ontario Hockey League and look to make a serious run for a uh, Ross Robertson Cup and secure a spot in the Canadian Hockey League's Memorial Cup tournament, which is being held in Windsor, Ontario, uh, at the WFCU Center, home of the Windsor Spitfires. So, if any Bruins prospects enter the Memorial Cup. I wonder if my friend Court Leland will be uh, traveling. He will not be. Um,
3: that is uh, about four hours away from me. I'm oh, okay. Month old. That is not happening. Okay, I, I thought yeah. I,
1: I thought Windsor might be a little closer to you.
3: Yeah, it's a three three to four hours. Okay. It's it's right on. It's the border of uh, Detroit. Um, it depends. I, I actually have to go to Ottawa in two weeks for for a hockey tournament and the playoffs. Regardless, the Burns will be playing them, so that's that's a kick in the, the stones. But uh, it's it's not as close as you think. When, when if it's Mississauga, um, Kitchener, Waterloo, like uh, the Kitchener Rangers or the London Knights, that's close.
1: Yeah. Okay.
3: That's that's like an hour, but Windsor it's, so, it's a little far.
1: You only have Pickering Ajax too, right?
3: Yeah, I grew up in Pickering. All right. So just to let you know, Ben Wilson of the Kalamazoo Wings is the guy that did all the cross-checking. He had 17 minutes in penalties. He did seven cross-checks to the guy's head. He's
2: also the captain of the hockey team. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a way to show some leadership, guy.
2: Oh, wow. Jeez. Oh, Zdeno so O'Chara, step up your game. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if he did it? That would that'd be murder. That would be murder well, on the ice. The guy makes Marnie McSorley look like a saint. Uh,
1: yeah, speaking, of, speaking of dirty-ass plays... um off-topic, uh, off off, topic, off the Bruins for uh, a second, um, I, uh, I think it was the Columbus Blue Jackets. Oh, Matt, Matt, Matt Calvert. Calvert. Matt Calvert. Wow.
3: Game yeah. suspension. Can you imagine? One game. one game. One game. How? How? Because it's a playoff. So any game they count as being more than – so one game is technically three.
2: <laughs> that should be I, – I think he should be banned from this series.
3: Oh, 100% I think he should be done for the playoffs for what he did it it's yeah. it's it's okay I understand we're, we're Bruins fans and Marchand what he did was terrible but what yeah. this guy did was it was more malicious than you can even think of like somebody was like oh, oh Marchand castrated a guy I'm like eh, he got him above you know where the belly button is but he got whatever him in the yeah it's just this guy went out of his way to cross check him not not he cross checked and broke his stick which is not as easy as it sounds but then when the guy got back up in a daze, he knocked him down again.
2: Yeah. he I mean, he didn't even let the guy look at him. He just turned around and clocked him in the head. Oh. Uh, that guy... That guy's gone down a lot in my estimations. That's the same guy who got hit by the puck in the face and then came back and scored the OT winner after having, like, 20-something stitches. And I thought, what a hockey player. And now... Psh, did anyone see the meme that was made where it's a garbage can? Yeah, I yeah. just saw that. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 awesome. that is the most perfect meme for that situation. <laughs> that guy is a scumbag and should not be allowed back on the ice for the playoffs.
3: Can we talk a little bit about the fact that the Chicago Blackhawks haven't scored a goal in
1: two games? That is crazy. Peer, peer,
2: peer, peer, peer.
1: That is crazy. It's,
3: it's unbelievable. I, to me, it's, it's it's just imagine what our fan base would be doing if that was
1: us.
2: Right. Can you can you just talk for one second about how that goaltender is like thirty five years old,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and has not let a goal past him in two playoff games. Right. Oh, These are, like, every other playoff game is, like, 2-1 even... or 3-4. Like, it, it's close games, but they won last night 5 nothing.
3: But it's not even that. They're going against the Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, yeah. It's like when Tuca shut out Pittsburgh. But people forget that. But it's like when Tuca shut out Pittsburgh. The same thing's happening again. This is this is just crazy because yeah. the Chicago and... Blackhawks have Kane. They have Kane, Taze, Panarin, Taves. Hossa, Horsa. Duncan Keith, Brent Seabrook. And none of them before.
2: Oh, yeah. Did you see um, Horsa last night on one of the goals, where he just kind of I think he'd been on the ice for about two minutes solid, and all he could do was hold his stick in front of him and watch the guy skate around him. That guy is old.
1: Yeah. So effective, though.
2: Sorry, yeah, yeah. we
3: just talked about being on the ice for too long. Did anybody else notice that in the third period? Oh. Give me a break, guys. Just get off the ice. Yeah. Like, yeah. The line changing was ridiculous in the well, last 10
2: minutes. was out there for Two minutes thirty. I think when he dumped the puck over the glass, I think they said it was two minutes thirty.
3: Well, just look at it this way McAvoy before that game had a better, had a higher on ice average than Chara. At the end of yeah. that game, Chara's almost out there three minutes more average. That yeah. means he had that to have is. played that much more in that game. Oh, yeah.
2: That was ridiculous. Like, I as soon as I saw him dump it out, I kind of thought, did he kind of do that on purpose? like not on purpose but kind of, like did he kind of look for it to bounce off the glass out of play yeah
3: he was trying to bounce it off the glass he
2: wasn't yeah, trying yeah I know he was trying to bounce it. it off the glass but was he trying to bounce it off the glass and out of the rink to kind of get an instant change to be honest
3: i don't know what's going through his head he he owned yeah. up to it as soon as he got off the ice like he oh yeah cuz he is the guy he is but if you look at it the guy's averaging almost 28 minutes in ice time that means he's pretty much on the ice the whole game
2: yeah And this is why Carlo needs to come back, because...
0: You're listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. You can catch our show on the Hockey Writers podcast channel, available at thehockeywriters.com.
2: You could pair Carlo and McAvoy, and I would trust them on the ice.
3: Correct, and you could could limit Char's ice time, and you could actually put Char out there in the first period, limit him in the second period, and bring him back for the third.
2: Oh, I, I wouldn't even bring him back for the third. I'd bring him back for the last five minutes. Like, I would limit his ice time to the last five minutes and then kind of have him out there for two of those minutes. Because I honestly think it's those last two minutes where the Bruins just start to lose the head and kind of go, oh, what we're we doing. Because we saw it last night. It was, there was about three minutes solid where they just walked around our zone and did mm-hmm. what they pleased. And then, even at the beginning of OT, when guys have had a rest, they hit the pulse twice because they were that open. They could have walked up to Tukaresk and pushed him over.
3: Yeah, once again, no one even came near the guys on the point. We decided yeah. to let them play with the puck for some reason. We treated it like we were on a penalty kill, it looked like. Just let them play with the puck. It made no sense to me. But you know what? I'm not the coach, I'm not the players. It is what it is. We lost the game. I'm I'm happy to say that our best player in the last two games has been Bergeron. And he's been probably our best player in the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and stepping it up, huge out there. So, that I'm that I'm that I'm grateful for. He's he's a plus one, one goal, one assist, he's power play great. goal, power play goal. He's got three hits, and he's not much of a hitter. His the one thing that's weird though. You guys know he's only a, like. He's usually around higher on his faceoff percentage. He's fifty. He's over fifty percent. He's got the highest faceoff percentages out there. Um, but he's not winning them like he used to. But I am noticing the refs are getting on him and throwing him off his game. Because every centerman cheats. Yeah. We all like yeah. I used to play center. You have to cheat. That's what you do to win a draw. And I'm noticing they're they're kicking him out of draws. They're they're honing on him. They're they're getting in on him and Turris. For some reason, they picked on the two of them, and they're just going after them. The refs.
1: Well, yeah. it, it, or the two the two away games, you have to set you have to set first,
2: mm-hmm. and that's
1: probably what he's not doing.
2: Mm-hmm. So he's uh, probably lifting his stick just before the puck dropped, Yeah, right. Uh, and he shouldn't. He's not allowed to do that. He's got to keep his stick. But, yeah, because
3: he, he's getting booted out. And unfortunately, when he used to get booted out before, we had Bacchus.
2: But we don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now Marsh isn't no there, and it's, uh, yeah. it's pointless.
3: We're just giving away the draw.
2: If I was, can is there no way you can put a defenseman on the draw from that? Does it have to you be can, the wing? No, no.
3: You can put whoever you want on the draw, but in because in I'd honesty, put Chara
2: but, in there and just tie the no, guy. Up. God. <laughs> <laughs> just go in there and just be like, nope, you're not having it. No, like but just they'd probably
3: they'd probably give him a penalty for interference.
2: Yeah, just do what he did to um, oh, who was it? Ben Ben Smith. Yeah. Yeah, where he just kind of like exactly. held him back exactly. and went Exactly. Yeah, that was unreal. But um, Believe it or not, did...
1: when you talk about face offs and defensemen, Ray Bork was a oh. fantastic face off guy. I mean he didn't do it, you know, um, on numbers, but when he was asked to do it, uh his percentage in the in the in the circle was uh pretty good. So it has been done in the past.
2: Can I just ask one thing, because I don't know if this is just me. I didn't want to post it on Twitter because I thought I will get someone knock at my door and stab me in the stomach. Um, (laughs) Did no one else... Yeah, yeah, this is, uh, because I will probably get killed for this at the end of the show. Um, Mm -hmm. Did no one else have a little grin on the face when Clark MacArthur scored?
3: Oh no! Honestly, I thought it great for him. Like that, yeah. what he's done to come back this year is
2: unbelievable. Yeah, two years without a goal, and he played what I think it's five games in those two years.
1: Yeah,
3: not even that. He was told this year that he probably never play
1: again. Yeah, and and when he did make a return, I I happened to watch the game, um, and uh, after the game when they when they did um, an interview with him, he was he was so grateful to be back and. It was a very emotional time for him, so um, you know, good, you. good for him. I mean, we, we don't condone injuries on this show, and we're not happy when people get hurt. It's just, it's a part of the game, and you know, and you know, life it happens. A, it's a nice
2: goal. Yeah, yeah. it's a nice goal. Yeah, it's good a, for him. You know, and and as well, the injury that he had is kind of similar to what Savard had, isn't it? Correct, hundred percent concussion based. Yep. So. Yep. I mean, his was every, his Bruins, yeah, every Bruins fan should feel for that guy because, I mean, we lost one of the best talents we could have had. Like, and, we'll never know what Savard could have become. And I mean, he, he was amazing how he was, but... Geez. And when Clark MacArthur played for the
3: Leafs, he was a very good community
1: guy. Yeah. so I,
3: I, I, I bet, bet he's like been nice a good start.
2: community guy while he's been away from hockey yep. i guarantee he'll yep. have been doing stuff so um but yeah that that was good to see i mean his face said it all when he scored the goal right mm-hmm. uh, and the fans reaction when they yeah, realized he. who it was that scored the goal yeah hey, so
1: since we're talking about positive things and uh you know i'll segue right into that one
2: um he's big cunningham oh
1: well, cunningham is nope. uh doing really good i mean in his recovery and i i mean I saw a couple of videos skating. of him. He's skating with a prosthetic mm-hmm. leg, and he's still got great yeah, hands. Oh. But I wanted to mention um, uh, former Boston Pride um, uh, player Dina Lang, and uh, she's teaming up with former Bruin Bobby Carpenter, which is a, um, he's a Massachusetts native, uh, plays that, with a...
3: very good guy. Yeah, I have a, I have a stick that he broke over I afraid arm in my basement.
1: Yeah, and uh, he 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 ran the marathon in 2016 in three hours and 47 minutes. Um, he uh, he's the I just I have a note on him. He's actually the first U.S. born player to be drafted and then go right to the NHL. The second player believe it or not, is a Massachusetts native also from Acton-Boxborough and Tom Barrasso to do that. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. But they're they're teaming up to uh, run the Boston Marathon tomorrow, Um, and I wanted to mention that uh, class act from Bobby Carpenter to do this, and um, always uh, to Dina Lang. I'm not sure if people know about her. If you you don't, please research what happened. Uh, She was uh, involved in an unfortunate accident at the women's winter classic at Gillette Stadium last year, and uh, went headfirst into the boards and is now um, paralyzed from the waist down and limited arm movement. Um, and she's a, a true inspiration to um, people that have have been injured or accidentally um, come down uh, with, with this. Um, and she's a big advocate for uh, research and. Um, and promotion. So I, w- I just wanted to uh, hats off to her, stick taps to them uh for what they're doing. Uh like I said, Bobby a class act for doing it and um I, I look forward to seeing uh, the progression in tomorrow's race. So what else? Anything else we got going or do you guys want to cancel this and call it a week? Since we've talked over an hour on two games,
2: that's pretty impressive. I know, right? Can I just ask um if they were to bring up a forward from Providence, seeing you're very much a prospect guy, uh who do you think is coming up?
1: Uh let me um it depends on what position. Um if it's gonna be a sign up for Crazy, uh
3: What well, wouldn't you go with JFK though?
1: Since you've already signed him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a you already have him.
3: Yeah, we already got everybody up. So, yeah,
2: but I mean, I I don't think Jimmy Hayes is playing a playoff game. I don't think they trust him at all. But
3: to play a playoff game. playing. A Charlie's back.
2: Yeah, but with the way this series is going, do you really think it's going to end with these injuries?
3: No, but it I'd rather. It looked mean last night. Now we're playing like devil's advocate here—that someone's going to get hurt, and we got to play the knock on wood. Oh yeah, right, right
2: next to it. Me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Mark did. What's that? Knock knock
1: the up wood. wood. There we go. Done. But, uh, but, um, in my in my honest opinion, I I uh, if you're gonna say a forward, I'd say Peter Clahoric or keep Curley. Like yeah. Keep Curley around, or you know Zarnick yeah. is another option. But oh, yeah. we'll see what I'm, happens.
2: I'm surprised they kind of I I think if they don't beat wilkes and we make it through to the next round, we may see some of the heavier guys like a Wayne Simpson yeah. maybe come up as a backup for that fourth line. If they yeah. want to play aggressive there's guys in Providence that will play aggressive.
3: And you know, yeah. It also depends like if we go get to the second round which I, I, we all think they're going to, they're either going to play Montreal or New York
2: Yeah, and if they play Montreal I hope they bring up some of those like, aggressive guys they're going to because, need because they got Shae Weber. Well, not only do they have Shea Weber, but they have three fourth lines. From the looks of things, they're they're uh, absolutely have, crushing they it have with one hits.
3: One third line and three fourth lines.
2: Yeah. So I, I'd love to see their hit totals because of the guys that they signed. Um. Well, traded for. Like they got. I think they got. Uh, thingy Dwight King was it from?
1: Yeah, the the LA, Kings. LA Kings. Yeah.
2: Uh, He was, he's a hit total monster. Uh, Ott is a hitting type of guy. So, I mean, there's guys on there that could crush us. And Radulov's just come up huge for them in the last game. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, uh, Get the
3: the guy drunk before the game. Him and and going out drinking. (laughs) If if
2: if SKA win tonight and uh, win the cup, he probably will be because that's isn't that his old team in uh, the well, KHL.
3: Didn't yeah. a team already win? Because Panarin posted something on Instagram.
2: Oh, maybe it was last night then. Yeah, I, I think saw they, that won. they needed one more game.
3: The Gagarin I think they won. Panarin
2: yeah. posted something. I was like, shouldn't you have been trying to
3: score a goal? I'm so confused.
2: <laughs> yeah. Does not surprise me with what that team is in SKA. Um, like if you ever wanted a team that would win the NHL playoffs every year, that's probably the team that you'd have. Right. I wonder how much that team gets paid. It's probably a lot more than the like eighty million that we're allowed.
1: Oh, so. uh, KHL's got some money problems, that's for sure.
2: Oh yeah, and they're trying to they're trying to move to London. England. Yeah, yeah. I I don't get how they have all these money problems, but can afford to move to. I like the, the stadium in London, that's crazy. But I, I hope it happens, to be honest. I'll happily travel down to London to watch again.
3: How far is that from you? London, uh, Ontario? Oh, London, England. I'm oh, sorry.
2: Yeah. That's a long way for court to drive. It's an eight-hour flight for me. Yeah. Uh, I think it's about three hours on the train. Oh, that's not too it's bad. Probably, probably four hours driving. So That's not bad. If you make a day of it, I could definitely like a weekend even to watch two games. That'd be great. But it is, it, it'd mean a lot to English hockey if that had happened. Right. Um, I mean the NHL has been over here before, um, with off season things, preseason games, I believe. Yep. Um, they've been a couple, I think they've been twice now. Uh, that did a lot for the sport of ice hockey over in England. Um, and, I think any chance of anything making this place a better hub for hockey is a good thing. That's good. Because right now it is going down the toilet in England. Big time. The Eihl's
1: not doing very good?
2: Uh, It's not doing great. And especially when people are buying up rinks and kind of running them into the ground thinking they know how to run a hockey rink. Oh, uh, that's, yeah. a, that's when unfortunate. When you charge... When you charge teams a fortune, but charge public skaters nothing, it's kind of what happens. Right. You uh, you just run it into the ground, and it's not good for anyone. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, um, two games uh, in Boston, uh, tomorrow night and uh, Wednesday night, and then go back to Ottawa on Friday. Uh, let's... I'm really hoping for a, um, a much better effort in these uh, home games. Also, the game on Friday in Ottawa. So, um, With that being said, I think we're going to close this episode. Uh, I'd like to say thanks to my boys. Uh, you can follow those guys on Twitter, uh, at Court Lalonde, at Rob40Bruins. You can follow me at BlackAndGold277, and you can follow the show's account, at Black and Gold Pod, um, I think that's it. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Thank you everybody for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next
0: week. Thanks for tuning in to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please join us next week for another discussion of Bruins hockey-related material.